When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The beauty and all of that, you know, going through this hard part of our marriage, probably the hardest part, was we unlocked this door to our marriage that we didn't know existed. Couple that with being empty nesters. And we just have this new life that is so beautiful and so exciting. And I told him a few weeks ago, I said, I have to tell you something. I just want to tell you how much I appreciate how kind our relationship is and how gentle it is. Like there's never a moment of like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. like there, none of that. Oh. It's the sweetest, oh. kindest, most gentle relationship. And I'm oh. so thankful for it. Wow. And I'm so thankful we went through that to get here. Kat Sadler now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cat Sadler Now. I'm Cat, and I am especially glad that you are here today because I've been through it, and you all have been lifting me up and wrapping me in your love on social media now for several, several days. Oh, man. Ugh, I'm not going to get emotional. I just literally realized that I have rarely recorded this intro without my baby girl in the room attempting to be quiet. She was such a queen and such a good, good girl. Um, but if you did not hear my beautiful Scarlet, my gorgeous German shepherd that my family and I have had for almost just shy of 10 years she left us. She crossed the Rainbow Bridge just a few days ago. And so I'm just certainly in my feelings and coming to terms with the loss of really a family member. Um, I'm out here in the studio and not only is she normally out here <laughs> because she is in fact my shadow and would follow me everywhere and anywhere at all times if she could, 
but I was just straightening up out here and, and it's tough cause there's like dog hair everywhere. It's Scarlett's hair. And, uh, I, I know no one is exempt from losing their pets. And many of you listening have been through this and that's what I've been hearing from you guys when you've been sending me messages is, you know, this is a very universal feeling, unfortunately, the loss of a family pet, but it's been heavy. It's, um, you know, they're getting old, you know, they're going to go, but there's nothing that can prepare you for how it feels. And I think the hardest part is just, well, firstly, mornings are really hard because those were our times together where we just really, you know, had my coffee with her every day. I was doing my kind of morning meditations with her by my side. Just everything was really slow in the mornings with us. She was my girl. We kind of really connected during the morning time. That's, That's really tough. So every morning when I wake up now, it's just like I'm looking around and she's just not there. It's a very empty feeling. It's like just something is missing. There's a hole in my heart. Having said that, well, and by the way, you guys, man, you love her so much. I think, you know, a couple things give me great comfort right now. One is that, my God, how special that she, just in her energy and her beauty, that somehow that grabbed you and so many people through the screen of an iPhone or whatever phone you're on, on social media, she touched people's lives, this animal. And in a beautiful, just brilliant kind of a special way. So that is something I will never forget. And I'm just so appreciative of your emotions regarding her departure. I mean, you guys were like, I'm crying. I'm bawling. Oh my God, I'm dying. I'm hurting. My heart's breaking. This is unbearable. Like you guys were genuinely feeling the emotions I was feeling. So uh, I feel that so deeply in my heart. Thank you. But the other thing you should know is that her last day with us was honestly so nice. It could not have been any better. I mean, as far as death goes, like Greg and I were joking. We're like, well, when we go out, we'd like to go out like Scarlett because we put her in the car because that is her favorite thing to do was to take car rides with me. I don't know how your guys' dogs are, but my Scarlett loves to just go for rides. I think she felt safe in a moving vehicle. She's a little shy and a little introverted. And so she just put her head out the window and just the sun on her face, the wind in her hair, that was her happy place. And so we actually lifted her into the car. We had by this point gotten her some drugs to help her with her pain and her stress of her breathing challenges, which is what at the end was a determining factor in me deciding to help her transition because the vet confirmed that that would not improve and no one wants to see their dog struggling to breathe. And at this point, her nose tumor had really constricted her breathing through her nose. And so she was kind of wheezing for air out of her mouth. 
But this drive, we put her in the car and she was so happy. We actually drove her back to Rossmore. And if you've been following for a long time, you know that 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 was her home of, again, a decade. And that was the home that saved her. That was the home she came to when we rescued her in 2014. And so there was some symbolism there. We got her to Rossmore and put her in the front yard and laid in the grass. And I cut a few flowers from an old rose bush and we just kind of rolled around together on the ground and she was just smiling. And I don't know if she knew something was going to happen, but I think she did sense the weight of the day. You know, dogs are so intuitive. And Anyway, we just had such a slow and easy day and held her so close throughout the day. And and then when it was time to say goodbye, which again, I think that's the hardest part. It's like when there's the countdown of like, this is the last hour. It's so hard. But again, I'm so grateful because, God, the alternative of some tragic accident or her going in the night or something, I knew I had a special way to say goodbye to her. But that last hour, as agonizing as it was, it was actually just so sweet. Time like stood still. And we had this supremely perfect company called Hearts and Halos come over to, to send her off. And we just sat out on the mountaintop, literally here in the canyon at, you know, uh, uh, just a gorgeous 70 degrees. And I'm not joking when I say the waves were crashing and the birds were chirping. And then just, I think a calm came all over all of us and we just laid there and held each other. And before you knew it, she was at peace. And I was crying like a baby, like I am now, sorry. But it was beautiful. Honestly, I could not have dreamed a better, a better goodbye. So that was awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean to cry like this. But your response has been so, 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 so appreciated. So I figured since you were so invested in her life and her story that sharing a little bit about her passing would be nice for you. So rest in peace. She's flying high. I just, I just know it. Oh, gonna have to edit some pauses here out of this introduction. So maybe I should get to the business of the day. Because honestly, I'm very, very excited to bring you this interview with mega, mega babe, mega mom, mega momager, Heidi D'Amelio. She came by recently and actually met Scarlett. Scarlett was with us, but um, it was cool to kick it with Heidi. I had never met her before. And, you know, whether you are super familiar with her because of her enormously famous family, her children, Charlie and Dixie, who rose to TikTok fame, and now they have this massive impressive, remarkable empire. They've got D'Amelio footwear. They've got 
be happy snacks. They have been killing it from a business standpoint. So today we hear a little bit about the rise of this family, but we really get to know the woman behind these girls, behind this marriage, Um, her husband, Mark. You know, perhaps you watch their Hulu show. If you do, you know they've had some struggles recently. Heidi is very open about the near end of their marriage, how her husband was throwing around the D word, divorce, and it, it, it was almost for a moment the beginning of the end. How did they save their marriage? She talks about it. We connect big time on becoming empty nesters, which, you know, you may think, She is still very intertwined with her girls, but they do not live under the same roof. And so what that has been like for her, she has got a really healthy perspective on being an empty nester. But I think the most beautiful part about getting to know Heidi was about hearing how she has found her voice, her identity. She dreamt of being a mother ever since she was a little girl in Louisiana, but That dream came true, what that's been like raising these girls, but how do you then find your way and your your identity when that starts to change and dynamics change for a family and kids grow up? And I know I can relate, so it was nice to talk with her about that as well. So a lot to get to. I was just so pleasantly surprised and delighted by learning this kick-ass woman powerhouse she's a hype girl she'll tell you that herself here's the interview with Heidi D'Amelio and me I'm so excited to be here thanks for having me well I know you've got such a full life, uh, to say the very least. I mean, like you are, you're so busy and you're all the things and you wear all the hats and you're the mom and you're the wife and you're just running so many people's lives. So I, I, I appreciate what it takes to just even get here in this moment. So I always like to start out by just asking people, how are you really doing? Like, how are you really doing today? I am, I don't know why I'm a little emotional. I feel like there's tears simmering Mm. yesterday and today. I have no idea why. So that'll come out at some point, maybe in this podcast. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why I'm trying to figure it out. Mark's away. So I I never, like when he goes away, I miss him. Mm. Um, You know, always, you know, when you have kids, you're always like, are they okay? Like you're only as good as they are. So I'm like, I always try to be better so I can be there for them. Yeah. So other than that, like I feel good, I feel strong, I feel like solid in my in my feet, and I I like feel pretty good. That's so relatable. I think <laughs> that you're like I could cry at any minute, yeah. but like I'm good. Yeah. I feel like that's because so many of it, like we carry a lot <laughs> as women, and it isn't just about us. It's about all of the many people that rely on us. Ever since. Mark and I had the girls. This is like, this is the role of a lifetime, Mm, mom. mm -hmm. And that's when I was a kid, people would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? A mom. Like, that's all I ever wanted to be. My mom was a great mom. So I wanted to do that. She was a stay at home mom. I wanted to do that. And so I got to do that. It's so funny you say that because 
I, that's really where I wanted to start today because, and I know you've talked about being on Dancing with the Stars and how this was like a role for you that was, <laughs> you know, separate of right. being a mom and really like getting in touch with your identity in that way. But like, if we were sitting here 25 years ago before kids, before you were a mom, like, I wonder what we would be talking about and what those dreams were. But I think you just answered that. You're like, I do want to be a yeah. mother. I wanted to find the right person for me. And that and Mark came along when I least expected it. Or neither one of us were actually looking for a relationship. But when we met, I mean, we both knew right away, like, I knew right away I had never met anyone like him. Mm -hmm. And so to to create a, the family that I always dreamed of. And he felt the same. Thank goodness. Like yeah. timing is everything. Right. And then um, and then we had had the girls and, you know, it was not the right time. He had just started his own business separately from like having a company that he worked for. And I was I, we got pregnant right after we got married. And so. We were both like, what is this going to look like? We had talked about uh, uh, me staying home, which I really wanted to do. And he was super supportive of that. He also worked from home. So it was like we had to parent together. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, you know, it was a lot of sacrifices. I think people like there's these conversations on the Internet that the girls grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth. Like Mark worked hard, uh, you know, the sole income in the, our family mm -hmm. and worked really hard to build his businesses. And, you know, I would jump in when he needed like extra, you know, entering orders into the computer, whatever it was. And we sacrificed a lot to mm -hmm. be, you know, for me to be able to stay home because I felt like it was important. Also, we couldn't afford like I wasn't going to make enough to afford childcare. Yeah. So it was like, that's kind of what we did. And we sacrificed yeah. a lot and it was hard. It was clipping coupons. It was doing all the things for a lot of years and, you wow. know, budgeting and doing all of that wow. for a long time. And his business really didn't blow up until the girls were in middle school or right before that. And we were able, like, we were living in a 900 square foot house and, you know, we were able to like upgrade. That was like yeah. the first time that we were like, oh, okay, we can actually afford this life. <laughs> you just said something that I think so many moms can relate to. I had a very similar experience because I, I had my first TV job in the late 90s and I became a mom and it was so expensive to even try to get daycare or childcare that I was like, no, why would I pay for 50 yeah. hours a week to not see my child to just break even? Like it's just to basically, break even. Yeah. right? That's what it was like. And I, I actually quit my job because of that for a while. And, well, and for me, you know, I have a huge family, but I'm from Louisiana. We're living in Connecticut and Mark's family is very small. His sister, like we had our babies at her second, my first at the same time. And it, his mom was like helping her. They lived close together. So it was, we didn't really have family that could, I could have like really and like, I'm going to work today. Can you got, you know, can you take care of my kids? Yeah. Like it wasn't like that. And so that's just what we did, but yeah. I was happy to do that. So it's, yeah, it's so expensive. And I didn't have that kind of career. I was a personal trainer in New York city and I was modeling, but when I moved to Connecticut, like that was over. So it was like, am I going to start this 
training career all over in like from scratch because it's starting a brand new business and I just didn't have it in me <laughs> to start that. And, and I did get pregnant right away, which we did not expect would happen so fast. So do you ever look back on those times, even though, you know, it was tough and you guys were struggling and this, it was cramped spaces in your clipping coupons. But there is a simplicity to that that is quite special, too, because you get so close to someone that way and you're growing your family. And now to like contrast that with your life now and the lights and the fame and the TV shows <laughs> and literally the empire, which has, I'm sure, so many benefits as well. But there is something really sweet about those times. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's made that's what made us who we are. That's what gave us the drive to 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 do better and get the wins along the way and learn. Like Mark's learned so much in business from making mistakes. I mean, he'll say that. He did a lot of wrong things, but he he was willing to take the risk, not risk to jeopardize like paying our bills, but risk enough that it could be like, whoa, this could be a little <laughs> unnerving. And he was willing to do that to grow something bigger. He wanted to create, he wanted to make something, he wanted to build something. He came, you know, he, he came from financially rough upbringing. And mm -hmm. so, but they lived in an affluent area. And so there was a lot of people around him that made a lot of money and you know, built businesses. And so he paid attention and he was like, I want to do that. I want to provide for my family, you know, and in that way. So he worked really hard. And I'm like, I'm the, I feel like I, and I think you would agree with this, am the best like hype girl, like any, mm -hmm. any thing that he was like, I think I can do this. Like I, this, this company or this business or do my job in this way. And I was all like, let's, let's do it. We got this. Like, I didn't really know like all the ins and outs of it, but I knew I got your back and it's me and you, we, we're going to figure it out. And so I think because of that, it allowed him to take those risks without feeling like, oh, is my wife going to be pissed at me? <laughs> yeah. What's that saying? Like behind every successful man is a wife that something, I don't know. You know <laughs> what I'm talking like about? Like <laughs> we know, we know uh -huh. who was there. We know who was holding you up, right? Yeah. Your upbringing in Louisiana, and you mentioned that your mom was awesome and stayed home and raised you and all of that. I'm listening to Britney Spears' memoir right now and thinking about her days in, in Louisiana and everything. What was your childhood like there? And have you listened to her book? I haven't yet, but I want to. I just yeah. haven't had a second. So my, I have three awesome older sisters, a lot to live up to, beautiful, athletic, smart, like tough, but like feminine. Like people knew not to mess with them because there was four of us, but they were like just kind and, and like just really good people. My mom and dad, you know, my dad was a, a boxer growing up. So he was like, you know, clawed his way through life of trying to like provide for his family in that same way. He was in sales. Mark was in sales. A lot of like similarities mm -hmm. there. And he and my mom got married young and started their family. And my sisters are a little bit older than I am. So it was, I, I really when I was growing up, they weren't little, you know, I'm looking at these women that are just like forces. And it was just, we lived in the country. We moved out there. There were no phone lines. It was a gravel road. There was like four houses. And, you know, I was five. So not having a phone didn't mean much to me. My sisters were teenagers and 
being a teenager without a phone in your house, imagine. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was raised in the country. They were sneaking out a lot. <laughs> yeah. We lived too far to sneak out. Sneak out and go where? Like, oh, right. It was far. To the we woods. lived right. really far. And, but it, it was like, you know, country kid and wow. like we had a lot of dogs and, you know. Did it you even fun. know what Hollywood, like, was that even on the brain? Like, it's so funny you ask that because I've never really talked about this. I remember as a kid, my neighbor had come over and we were just swinging on my swing set and she had brought her cousin who lived in Texas so far. Yeah. And I remember we were off. It was, we were off for Mardi Gras. We were off for a week of school and they were not. And I remember thinking, no, everybody's off for Mardi Gras. Like, where do you live? Why aren't you off? Like the world ended outside of Louisiana because that's all I knew. Like, obviously there wasn't social media. I mean, we had three channels on TV and one was fuzz half the time. Like, yeah. you know, it was very simple. And so I remember having those thoughts. I remember in the, you know, learning to read and the books and they would show autumn. I'm like, what is that? That where the leaves are on the ground. And I remember asking my mom, my mom's like, oh, I'd always wanted to live in a place that had autumn and the leaves would change and fall. And then fast forward, we moved to Connecticut and my parents would come and this, like she loves coming to the Northeast. And like, they would always come like in the fall when the leaves are changing. Like, it was just great. You know, I had a really nice childhood. I had great sisters. We definitely got closer when I got older. And, but I've learned so much from them. They're all like, super hardworking, great, like work ethic, solid, like humans got your back, mm. knew your family, like had you, yeah. but they were tough. You know, they also would tell you when you stepped out of line, you're being an idiot. So it was good to have that. So it was a lot of pressure. Like I had a lot to live up to, not from them, just like for myself. Yes. So when I you moved aspired away, to be like them. Yeah. So when I moved away, I moved to New York city when I was 25, they were all like, like I was so shy. And so they were looking at me like, wait, you're moving out of town. This is crazy. And I was just like as shy and homebody as I was and like loved being home in Louisiana. I just, something was pulling me there. And I, I, I was like, if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. I knew it. Because like at the time, I feel like now it's different. At the time, people didn't move away. Uh-uh. Like your roots are deep and you stay and you are with your Especially family. Especially in the South almost, I yes. feel. Yeah, 100%. We want to feel strong. We want to feel healthy. We want to recover well from our workouts. Listen up, because I want to tell you about You Can Beam. Beam stands for Be Amazing, and I love this vegan protein powder. It is unlike all the rest for many, many reasons. Firstly, it does not taste disgusting. It's actually a really nice flavor profile. You've got all kinds of flavors to choose from. My personal favorite is peanut butter smoothie, but they have, I mean, amazing flavors like birthday cake, brown sugar oatmeal, blueberry muffin, the list goes on. But 20 grams of protein are in every single scoop of You Can Beam. They're free of gluten, soy, and dairy. There's no added sugar. Gotta love that. And again, the taste and texture. It's developed with two patented ingredients, purest pea and smooth protein to deliver these truly authentic flavors. What separates You Can Beam from all the others out there is this brand's 
pretty awesome. They control the entire process of making these protein powders from sourcing and importing all the raw ingredients to these in-house flavors and formulas that they've got with their own original creation team down to the manufacturing and production. They do it all. So you can be sure these are premium ingredients, superior products at competitive prices. And they got all kinds of things if you Try the vegan protein powders to super greens from a probiotic to pre-workouts. They've even got some cute gym and lifestyle merch, you guys. And today, my cat Sadler now listeners are getting the hookup. You know, I've got a discount for you. Okay, go to youcanbeam.com, a special treat for you guys. Use my promo code CAT. You get an exclusive 10% discount site-wide. Again, that's youcanbeam.com. Use promo code CAT to get an exclusive 10% discount site-wide. Enjoy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How old were you when you made the jump to New York? 25. And, and if, you know, how do you get from hardly understanding that, you know, gosh, people have different seasons and and there is a bigger world outside of Louisiana to feeling a pull to go to New York specifically. So I had, I was modeling. I started modeling down there when I was 18 and which sounds like, oh, what kind of modeling industry is down there? We worked so much because all the local businesses would book models for ads and, and stuff like that. And then I worked a lot in New Orleans. I, and then I started working in my agency. And then I, I modeled in Korea for a little bit. And I was traveling. I'd went to New York for a modeling thing. And so I had enough that it gave you had me a the, taste. The, yeah. And I you was started like, getting the bug. Yeah. And I, I said, I just, I knew my, like at the time, like I was not tall enough to be in any kind of like serious modeling industry. Like I would just do what, you know, I, I was more commercial, you know, where height didn't quite matter as much. But I remember thinking if I could just get one job in New York City, like that's all I would love to get. And so I came up to, I went up to New York City with my friend who I modeled with and she had just graduated high school. I'm 25. And she was like, do you want to move here while we were there? And I was like, yeah. I was like, but how do you, like, how does somebody do that? And she was like, oh, my mom will co-sign an apartment for us. And I was like, she's just going to do it? She was like, oh, yeah, she'll be fine with it. I'm like, do you want to ask her? And she was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Let's just figure it out. She's still one of my best friends to this day. I love her. And had it not been for her mm. at 18, like, yeah, let's go do this. I don't know how I would have ever done it. But it was like, and the first modeling job I booked was a runway job. And I was like. Oh my gosh, if I don't do another thing, I will. But you know what? You said yes. It's so funny, Heidi. We have such a similar story because I'm from Indiana and I, same thing. I was like, I'm your age. Like, nobody had phones. The world was just so much smaller then. And unless you were born into it, you didn't think it was like an option to pack up your bags, move across the country. And I had a girlfriend, same thing, Molly, to this day. She had (laughs) lived out here in LA. We went to college together and she's like, 
come. I was like, what do you mean come to LA? It seemed seemed like going to another planet at the time. But then you said yes. And had I not, same thing. If I had been too afraid, I said yes. And my whole life, you know, changed on yeah. a whole different trajectory because you showed up. And how yeah. thrilling is that? And I feel like I've t- I've really taken that that moment in my life and have had other moments where I was scared, but just do it anyway because you never know what's on the other side of that. I feel like right now I'm not scared right now, but I feel like there's something around the corner. I feel like I'm waffling a little bit right now. I don't know. Like I feel like I'm I'm working really hard on like my content and and showing up in a better way and giving value in my content. I'm really being very thoughtful of that. But I, I just feel like that's not it. Like, I know I could do better. I know there's something right. I've had this feeling before. I don't know what it is, but whenever it, appro- whenever it appears, I'm going to be ready for it. And that's been my thing. Like, you have to be open to say, okay, I'm here for it. And I'm going to I'm going to go for it. I don't know what it is yet. Ooh, but but I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And I feel like there is a part of me that is m- maybe helping create that. But being open to it is like big. I love that. I I interviewed a man yesterday and he reminded me, he was saying, I am a co-creator in my own life. And so like you just said, you're you're creating it content, right? You guys are the queens (laughs) of content and creating content, but creating the life that you want. And so like paying attention to those feelings. I mean, that's what's so neat is that you sound like you're in tune with that and you are intimately familiar with, oh, something's bubbling, yeah. which might be why you sat down and said, maybe I might cry because yeah. you just yeah. can feel something <laughs> coming. Yeah. I, I It's taken me a long time to really understand it. Like I, now I can look back and say, wow, I've had this feeling and now I can like verbalize it. Like I know there's something, I know there's something different that's not happening at this moment that will be happening. I just got to figure it out what it, what that is, but it's exciting. I'm 50, almost 52. And those to still have those feelings, like that's exciting. I don't want to ever not have that feeling. I love hearing you say that because especially women who listen to this show who are midlife, middle-aged, like, ladies, we are just getting started. It's amazing what is possible today if you put your mind to it, if it's something you want, if it's meaningful to you that, I mean, literally, you can create anything you want. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think fears and maybe failures get in the way sometimes, but I feel like for me, that's what drives me. Like, that's what makes me want to do it even more. Like, oh, uh, maybe I, maybe I didn't do this last thing the best I could have done. Maybe it was a fail, but like, that makes me like, for me, just for me, I want to like drive prove to myself that. Yes. Do yeah. Do you think any of that has anything to do with, I mean, the girls are older now, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't, do you consider yourself an empty nester? technically because they're out okay they live together they have their own house together girl this (laughs) both of my boys I just lost them three months ago I say lost them it sounds so dramatic but it feels like a part of me is literally gone and I know you're obviously you're so close to the girls and attached to them for business reasons and the daily and you know you're still a family always of course but is there any part of you that feels a shift in just that, you know, you're not making their beds anymore. You're not doing the laundry. Like that is a very monumental seismic change. And I think in a mother's life when you're not doing that as regularly as you once did. And they're just literally, you don't wake up and hear them down the hallway. Yeah. 
Yes, to all of that. But I will say there is a part of those teenage years as they're, you know, like Dixie, Dixie's now 22 and Charlie's 19. So when before all this social media stuff, Dixie was driving, like my kids weren't home a lot. I think there is something to that that like helps prepare you. And then the next step would be either they move out or they go to college or whatever, which also slowly, you know, they'll be back for holidays, whatever helps prepare you. We didn't have all of that. But what what happened was, you know, the pandemic. So then we're all together. So I think in a time where we would have been like, being prepared to be empty nesters, it was the opposite. And we were all together. And then Dixie moved out first. She And you know what? I have to be honest. I was so happy when they both at different times made that choice to move out because I know what that felt like for me. And this is the whole point of parenting. Like you did all the things, like you got this. And I wanted them to like, Dixie was fine. Charlie well, what if I need something? I'm like, we live like a mile away. I can be to your house in a very, like faster than I would be downstairs in your room. So, you know, just reminding them that they had everything they needed. I was happy for them. I was happy for them on their first day of kindergarten. I wasn't crying. It's like, this is, this is everything. So like to take those moments and be down about it, I I just didn't want to do that to them. Right. Um, And I really felt that way. But all of that being said, it was a slow transition that Mark was very clear when Charlie left. So then they're both out. He was not liking it. He was like, you could come back. Do you want to come back today? Like we were on the way to bring her to their new house. And he's like, "Do we could go back home. We could just turn around. I was like, what is happening right now? And... And, and Charlie was like, you're the one that cries at everything. Why aren't you crying right now? I'm like, because this is a good thing. This is independence. This is growing up. This is going to be so much better than you could ever imagine. You just have to like trust. Addie. Ladies, did you know that one of the most common complaints from women about their sexual health is a frustrating low libido? Our sex drives can decline, but it's also treatable. Addy, or Flibanserin, is FDA-approved and has been clinically proven to increase sexual desire in certain premenopausal women who are bothered by a low libido. If you feel like you've lost your desire and you want to get it back, stop falling for the snake oils and ask your doctor about Addy today. Or go to Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past, who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Do not take if you are allergic to any of the ingredients in Addy. Allergic reactions may include hives, itching or trouble breathing. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI and medication guide, including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Go to addy.com and use code CAT for a $10 telemedicine appointment to find out if Addy is right for you. Fast forward, it I didn't realize it, how much it did impact me. Less about 
missing them because we see them all the time because we do work together. But it was more of like how the relationship changed. And that was new. And I really had to be thoughtful of my new role because mm -hmm. it was different. Mm -hmm. And they pay their own bills. They're very mm -hmm. independent financially. I, they, they literally don't need us. They call us many times a day asking for rent, you know, well, what do I do about, and I'm like, oh wait, I love that you called me, but you, you know this, like you can do it. So I do love that, but it was, the role changed and it felt very, there's moments where they they feel like they're 12 again. And they, I can tell that's something they need and I will give that to them. And sometimes it's more of like, I'm a consultant. Like I, you know, you can come to me. I can tell you my experiences, like whether it's the house, the dogs, like new things in their life that they've never done before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just try to guide by like advice. And so I think it's been received well by them, but the, at times they're like, I just want you to, I want to be like 10 and you be my mom. And I'm like, okay, I can be all of those things. <laughs> it's just different. You sound like such an amazing mother, <laughs> like you, very balanced. Like, like you're like grounded. It took me a long time yeah. to get here. I will say, really, because I feel like, I feel like in the last three years I've grown as a woman. So that's allowed me to be a better mom. Like I, I do like have regrets. Like I wish I was this back then. Like I could have been a better mom then, but you only know what you know. Only know what you know. So Mark always says like, you're a great mom. I'm a great dad. We've made mistakes. We have things we look back on that we wish we would have done better, but you can only go from here. So let's just be the best we can here. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I like that he reminds me because I do like beat myself up over that. Like, well, I wish I could have been better. You are human and and we're not human if, yeah, sometimes yeah. we're a little hard on ourselves <laughs> and our own worst critics. And I, I'm trying to exercise all those things. At least you have girls. Like my boys, I'm like, hello, I'm alive. Why are we not FaceTiming? Like I cannot. And they're like, they, it's funny, but, but I come I back to exactly it. what you're saying. It's like, my son is a freshman in college. He's halfway across the country. But like the fact he is so happy and so well-adjusted and so social and has so many hot chicks right now. And like, <laughs> I'm like, this is where I want him to yeah. be. He's happy. If he were calling me every day and crying, we'd have an issue, right? Yeah. So it's, you want it's, them to fly. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it, like, don't forget about me. Oh, please don't forget about <laughs> I just saw this thing. It was this, this thing on Instagram and it said, daughters, you should be dating your mom. Ask her on a date once a week. I sent that to my kids so fast. They were like, wait, this is so cute. Um, Ask me how I am. Ask me how I'm doing. I've done this for you your whole life. I was like, because wow. I think as moms, we, you know, that's just the role. And uh, I've gotten better about asking for what I need from them. And sometimes, I mean, it's very little. Like, I don't need you to do things for me. Sometimes I need you to pay attention. Like, I'm hurting today yeah. or whatever. And and they're like so thankful when I communicate. They're like, I would have not known that. I'm so happy you told me. Mm. So that's been like something new that I've learned that's that bad. was not easy because I, I know for me, like I don't ask for things. Mm. Actually this, I think it was Friday. I said, I, Mark was like sitting outside and I texted him. I was like, cook me spaghetti. And he came in, he was like, okay, what kind of pasta do you want? And I was like, wait, you were going to do it? He was like, I would do anything for you. You never ask. I'm like, how did it take me so long to figure this 
I like, I know he would. I just like, don't think of like, oh, I'll just do it myself. Like, no, uh, ask. I'll do whatever you want. I can't read your mind. Right. That's hard. How, how did you get to that point? Are, are you reading books? Are you going to therapy? Like, how do you get to that? I need to use my voice more to get what I want. <laughs> I've been, I've been in therapy like consistently for three years. And I think, I, I think Dancing with the Stars changed me as a person and hearing my voice and finding value in my voice, even for little things like I want spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> like it meant a lot. Like that's all I wanted. I did not feel like cooking it. And all I had to do was ask. Yeah. And also recognizing like, I don't want to abuse that. Like not that cooking, but we just do that for each other. Like, mm -hmm. and he knows I would do anything for him. But I usually ask, hey, do you want me to do this? Hey, do you want me to do that? Like, it's not the other way around. I'm like, right, oh. right. Finding that balance. Like he'll say like, hey, I'm going downstairs. Do you need anything? Like things like that, but not specific things. Yeah. And so, but that's the difference in us. So if I tell him this is what I want, he'll do it. And I was like. So how was the spaghetti? It was amazing. He's the, <laughs> he's the best cook. I am yeah. like, you beat me hands down. I'm fine with that. <laughs> that's amazing. I cooked every night from the, like when we got married until, you know, probably till the pandemic. Then they started ordering in my whole family. Mm. But I would cook every night. And I was like, I knew I had the staples. I knew I needed to cook and get bellies full. Mm. I wasn't creative and all that. He is very creative. He can make something out of nothing. It's amazing to watch because I'm like, not like that. How long have you been married now? 23 years. 23 years. Talk to me about Dancing with the Stars because, <laughs> yes. you know, that's, that's the big quote unquote headline out there in just recent days about you guys is that that period was really hard on you guys. Yes. What can you tell me about how you survived that and how you guys are doing? So it was, it was something our whole family was excited about. Mark was the biggest cheerleader for Charlie and I doing it. He was like, this is going to be so great. Like go in there, do all the things. I was excited. We were all excited. We knew it was going to take up a lot of time. Nobody knew how, like, it consumes your life. Yeah. So in the time when I'm doing dance, Charlie and I are doing Dancing with the Stars, and it was still, like, a lot of COVID restrictions at the time. So even, like, within doing Dancing with the Stars, like, we didn't really get to hang out with the other other people. Like, Charlie and her partner, Mark, and me and my partner could because we were in the same pod. So we could go in each other's rooms. But other than that, you couldn't really do that. And so obviously, Charlie and I got close. We'd go to rehearsal together. We'd ride home together and stuff like that. But And Mark and Dixie got close. But what was happening was it was so such a shift for our family that Mark really didn't know what to do with all of these feelings. And, you know, we were arguing every night and it was rough and I'm like at rehearsal all day trying to learn choreography and interviews and this and that and all this stuff and then come home and it was just this wasn't us like none of that was us and it just like got worse and worse he went back to Connecticut for a week to just like disconnect and like you know we got to figure this out and he was like contemplating divorce and it was I, it's so crazy because even in those moments, I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, we're not getting divorced. I'm doing a show. Like, I couldn't understand where this was coming from. And he couldn't understand why I wasn't understanding it. Mm. And so fast forward after 
intense therapy. Like we were with the therapist a couple of times a day, multiple days a week. And like we would see, meet with the therapist and then we'd work on things and then meet with the therapist and work like every other day. And then it got less and less. And what we learned and what he learned was we moved to LA. He never really made LA his home. Like I loved it off the bat. I had moved away from home. I knew you create your new home and he had never done that. And so he felt very disconnected. He didn't have his friends around him. He had like everybody we know, we know in LA, we only know since we've been here, they don't know us, our history. And he and Dixie got close. He leaned on her a lot, maybe in a time where it was a little rough for her because she was going through her own stuff, but she wanted to be there. And so he, he realized a lot of things. We both did. It was people took it as, oh, did something happen? No. What happened was he, he missed us. He missed our family and he didn't have his own identity in L.A., to lean on. Like if we were in Connecticut, his mom's there, his sister, his friends that he's had since elementary school that he's tight with till this day. Like he didn't have all that. And so he felt very alone and didn't know what to do with those feelings. So it came out like, what's going on? You know? And so when we think about it now, it's like, it's so simple. Like he just missed me and he missed us. And he was sitting with feelings he had never felt before and didn't know what to do with them. When you're going through it, it's like, what is happening to our life right now? This, none of this is okay. And are we going to be okay? So when he would like, you know, talk about all these things and like, I don't know how we're going to, like, he just didn't see why I wasn't seeing that he was upset. Hmm. And now he knows like I was hurting and I didn't know how to say that. And so he's like learned so much. And what he also said, and he said this on the show was, you know, he's had this full career of all these things and trying new things and getting wins and doing all this stuff that's, you know, you're competitive with yourself in business and all of that. He's been doing this his whole career while I was a stay-at-home mom. He's like, this was your time. And I didn't recognize that. So it's like the beauty and all of that sometimes, you know, going through this hard part of our marriage, probably the hardest part was we unlocked this door to our marriage that we didn't know existed. Couple that with being empty nesters. And we just have this new life that is so beautiful and so exciting. And I told him a few weeks ago, I said, I have to tell you something. I just want to tell you how much I appreciate how kind our relationship is and how gentle it is. Like there's never a moment of like, what are you doing? Like off the voice where, you know, a voice where it's oh, like, yeah. I mean, that wasn't cool. Yeah. Like there, none of that. Uh-huh. It's the sweetest, uh-huh. kindest, most gentle relationship. And I'm oh. so thankful for it. Wow. And I'm so thankful we went through that to get here. Because ultimately you can become that much closer oh as gosh. humans, right? As partners, when you actually can weather a storm yeah. like that. And the therapist told us, he goes, you, you guys have no idea what's ahead of you. It's going to be so beautiful. Oh. And we're like looking at each other like, <laughs> I don't know how that's going to happen. But, you know, he, he, he even the therapist was like, I've done this a million times. You guys are going to be fine. Oh. You got to get out of your own way. Yeah. And you got to just do the work. And we did the work. We were committed to doing the work because it wasn't worth giving it up for Uh -uh. that. 
Well, it sounds like too, like you guys are such a unit as a family. And then what I'm hearing you say is on the one hand, he felt like an outsider because he wasn't, he didn't know or have the tools how to express himself. Meanwhile, you know, you also wanted to be seen finally for Mm -hmm. all that you had done and just be celebrated on your own. And and you weren't getting that. But man, when we can get to the core of it, it's (laughs) nice instead of just bouncing, you know, because a lot of people just throw that that D word around. Right. Yeah, That was not an option. He he was he was definitely throwing the word around. I was like, we're not getting divorced. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, it wasn't even a mind game. I was like, like, we can do this. It's going to be hard, but we can do this. So you are probably doing a little shopping this time of year. Maybe it's shopping for some loved ones or perhaps just for yourself. Honestly, Cozy Earth could go any of those ways, all of the possibilities, because Cozy Earth crafts luxury goods that totally transform your lifestyle. Take it from me. I've been sleeping on Cozy Earth sheets now for several weeks. I am obsessed. There's a reason Oprah is obsessed. Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's favorite things like five years in a row now. All of their products are made from responsibly sourced viscose from bamboo. That's why they're so super soft and luxe. All of their products, by the way, come with a 10-year warranty. I have been wearing their joggers around the house. They feel like actual silk on my skin. They're so incredibly soft. I can wear them like almost as pajamas, but then also just run out to the grocery store in them as well because they're so super stylish and cute. They even make these super stylish cable knit sweater cardigans. You know, I love a cardigan. So Cozy Earth has the loungewear that offers optimal comfort while maintaining this flattering, elegant fit. But again, they also have their bedding, which their bedding is temperature regulating. It's available in viscose from bamboo and in linen. All right, you guys, you know you want to take advantage of this discount. Cozy Earth providing an exclusive offer for my listeners today. You can get up to 35% off their entire site when you use code CAT. Again, Cozy Earth giving an exclusive offer for Cat Sadler Now listeners today, up to 35% off site-wide when you use code CAT. Girl, how in how in the hell? Because I do know how hard Dancing with the Stars is, and I know what a demand that is on people. How did you survive the stress and demands of being on that show? while then going home to the pain of that conflict. I am really good as at compartmentalizing. Okay. I am really good at that. And that was the only way. I mean, there were nights there. I, we would be up all night talking. <gasps> I, I, there was one rehearsal. I had one hour of sleep. And I had to do interviews that day on top of rehearsal. It was wild. But I was like, you know what? I, I'm not giving up. Hmm. I'm not giving up on either thing because I can have both. And I will. So I was just like, I got to do what I got to do because I wanted it so bad. It was so fun. It was so hard. It was so hard on your body. Like the amount of hours in heels rehearsing is insane. And then and then these interviews where they're trying to put these packages together and they're hitting all the 
sensitive and emotional parts. And then I have all this stuff going on at home. It was wild. And it, but the most amazing experience. And in that, you know, you dance and then you get the judges comments and then you go up top and Alfonso's there and he's going to ask you questions. You have no idea what, he, what to say. You have all this adrenaline. You've, whether you messed up or didn't or all the feelings, you don't know what the scores are going to be. And now I have the mic and I got to talk, which was my nightmare. Like I can't say anything. And I was like, as every week went on, I was like, oh, I got something to say. <laughs> and I would say it. And I got comfortable hearing my voice, even, <clears throat> even if it wasn't groundbreaking, just the literally hearing it on a microphone in front of a live audience and millions of people watching at home. And I was like, I have something to say and I'm going to say it. And I just like, I, and I kept saying, I never want to go backwards. I'm never going to go backwards. Like I, this is just like the jumping point. Mm. And, and I was able to take that to my relationship. So it comes back to asking for what you want and hearing your voice, because like, this is the man that loves me more than life. And he, like, he wants to hear me say these things. He said this forever. Like, just tell me what you want. Like, well, I'm not going to like sit here and say, give me this. Like that yeah, the other day I said, give me some spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> right now and she wants like, some carbs. Although okay? it's like a bowl of spaghetti and meant so much more. And that felt really good. Wow. That is so powerful, Heidi. Thank Honestly, you. thank you for sharing that. And because yeah. so many people, I think, you know, listen, it's tough. And like, like I said, they can crumble, but that hearing your voice, that is really like <laughs> touching to like the, the symbolism of that and Thank you. come into the other side, especially somebody who's given so much and been so selfless to raise her kids the way that you have and given it your all. And then to like, you know, go, okay, yeah. don't forget about me. Yeah. Are you right? And, and the thing is like in our family, it's the most supportive group always. Even when I was a stay-at-home mom, they would always try to push me. Mom, go do that. That would be so cool for you. Like the girls, Mark. Mark was like, Mark believes anybody can do anything and he's your biggest cheerleader. So anything, like I would be like, oh, I think I want to do photography. Okay, let's get you a logo. Let's get your Instagram. Like, let's do it. You're, you're going to be amazing. Like he's, mm. it's not like I didn't have that. Like yeah. I, I was just, I would get in my own way sometimes. Yeah. I just wanted to be a mom. I, di yeah. I didn't think I would be good at having a, being a mom and doing uh, like a career. Yeah. So I would, I was good in the supporting role. And mm -hmm. I, I always knew when I was, before I met Mark, I would say when I get married and have kids, like when they are out of the house, I'm going to start my career. I'm going to start over because why not? And so I always had that in my head. And then all this happened with our family. So I was like, okay, I actually do have an opportunity here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. I love hearing you say that all this happened. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's go there because I mean, your story, I mean, this, this damn TikTok yeah. life in which, you know, I don't know who TikTok doesn't touch today, right? If you own a phone, you're touching TikTok, but this platform completely transformed your entire world and sent <laughs> you into a galaxy that who could have ever predicted from some cool beats and your cute daughter and her <laughs> great moves. And then look at Janelle. And, and it wasn't that long ago. No. So how are you today wrapping your head around just fame? Because that's what it's done. I mean, it's catapulted you all into fame. You now have the snacks and the shoes and the show on Hulu <laughs> and, you know, so many eyeballs on all of you all the time. And like, you know, you mentioned you're, you have a lifestyle, which is wonderful. People dream about, you know, it's lucrative, all of that. But like, 
How do you regard fame now? You know, your life is totally different. <laughs> I don't feel fame. Like, I don't know what that's supposed to feel like. I just like, when the four of us are together, we're just us. Like that feels exactly the same. Like Charlie's going to cry if there's a spider. Like Dixie's going to trip in the steps on the way up. Like it's the same family. So I think had it been one of us, it would feel different. It's we just all still get to be. Now, obviously we have interviews and we have a show and we have like all this other stuff that we've just adapted to. And we've been able to lean on each other. I think that's the best part of this. And, you know, I think there's definitely the conversation of, you know, Charlie got famous and her family's like riding on her coattails. That, first of all, that's the last thing that we're doing. And we kind of just rallied around her to protect her and give her the opportunity to like check out. And if there's things that still need to be done, we could pick up the weight for her, you know, pick up the slack for her. The thing is like Dixie and Charlie have been making videos, looking in their camera, making like CVS hauls, like they were elementary school, never posted anything. So they were like honing in on these skills. <laughs> for years like they didn't even know that they were preparing but that's what you know that's what they would watch you know Emma Chamberlain they watch all these other influencers and they would like mimic that and like try to do it as as kids and so I think there's a part of it where they got good at it and you know Dixie's been singing since she's three years old and Charlie's been dancing since she's three years old so they've been you know really good work ethic and going after something they were passionate about their whole lives. And then, and then TikTok kind of opened this door to that. It just worked, you know, I'm sure there was algorithms and all that, but there's definitely, you know, the girls like work hard. They've always worked hard at what they wanted to do. And so, and it became Charlie, then Dixie, and then our family. And, you know, early on people were like, oh, you guys should have a reality show. Who? Like, we're not that exciting. Like we're, because we just felt like the same people. It's not like, mm. you know, Charlie, the girls will get people like, can I take a picture? But it's not like mayhem. Yeah. Sometimes depends on the crowd. And then Mark and I will get ours like here and there, but it's just kind of feels like our family just in a different state mm. with beautiful weather. <laughs> How do you protect it? It's just hard mm -hmm. in 2023 period yeah. being a young girl and growing up. And then you add the, the variable of the world watching and everything. But like, do you ever think about today? It's TikTok. Maybe in five years, it won't be TikTok. Maybe yeah. it'll be something else. And like, what happens to your lives? Are you preparing for if things are different in five years and maybe TikTok <clears throat> goes away or something? The train will keep running, right? And mm -hmm. how, how does your family adapt? So for us and the girls were very vocal early on, like, okay, we have no idea how long this is going to last. Like we saw Vine come and go. We've seen this. We were all in on that. Like we know this, this is so new. They were very adamant. We don't want to be known as TikTokers the rest of our lives. Like we have things we want to do, but this will get us there. And so they were all in and they, they, you know, we're like, this is a lot. This is putting your life out there. Put, you know, is this what you want? You know, lots of questions mm -hmm. as things are like quickly, like ramping up and the following and people are reaching out for brand deals and stuff like that. And we're just like, you know, if you guys want to do it, you got to do it right. And so we all knew from the beginning, like this could, this could end, but what could we do with that? If it does, number one, get on all the platforms, 
So we had great relationships with all the platforms. We went into all the offices and, you know, got to meet everybody and like, how could we work together? How could we go, be good partners? And that was like a big thing for us. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like we still like have dinners and invite them to the office. And like those relationships are important. That's how we got here. But also how can you take this moment and follow what you're passionate about? And that was something that was important to them. But at the same time, not forgetting where they came from. And so Mark and I remind them, like, you wouldn't be here without TikTok. So, you know, you mm-hmm. you have to remember that that's where you got your following. And just because they have a big following doesn't mean that all those people are buying. So it goes back to mm. back to basics. Mark being in sales, in, in uh, business all these years and teaching them. Mm-hmm. And so these are really good learning moments. They're in the meetings. They're, you know, at, at all, you know, the CEOs of all these companies and all these partners that we have. We have a board that we have to sit in front of every few months and we go through financials and they see, you know, the, the highs, the lows and everything in between. And it's, you know, they're understanding like, yeah, we have a big following. That doesn't mean we're going to have a successful business. So we have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, social media goes away. They don't want to do it anymore. They could be business people. I look at your TikTok and I'm so impressed because I'm <laughs> like, girl, she's got this figured out. TikTok's the one platform that I feel like I just am intimidated by for whatever reason. And I don't I put every, all my eggs in the Instagram basket and I got my podcast, but I'm like, I really do love creating. And I, I want to like grow my TikTok. It is important. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, first of all, for me, I'm still figuring it out. I am, I've changed so much in the last year. So my content is changing with that and growing. And so I just do really want to be, I always try to add value. I mean, there's some that I just like do for fun because they're silly, but, and, and that's what keeps it fun for me. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things that like, I want that I have perspective on, I have life experience on, I want to share. I want to be maybe like, Oh, wait, I, I know when I consume content, I'm like, oh, wait, I want to make that dinner or I want to do my makeup like that. Like it inspires me. So I would like to be relatable and like show because I feel like I've always done that. You know, people be like, oh, how'd you do your makeup or where'd you, you know, where'd you get those jeans or whatever yeah. it is. I was uh, loving her <laughs> jeans before we started re- recording. Whatever yes. it is. So I've always yes. been like, oh, let me send you where, you know, and I'll, I've always done that. Yeah. And so this is like, wait, this is other people besides people I know are asking me. So I love doing that. But with that, I feel something that's new for me is I'm talking, going back to hearing my own voice is I've been talking more in my video. So I feel like the last few weeks, my content has changed and that's been more intentional uh, because I feel like that's when you get to know someone. And, and that's what I want. I want people to know me, not just like watch a video and like, assume like, who did that? Like, she doesn't even know, whatever. Like, I'm going to tell you the story behind it. And and I've been doing longer form on TikTok. um, What's the sweet spot these days? What what do they say? I feel like you have a direct line to the people who know about this. They're saying like over a minute. Okay, longer now. Yeah, longer is being like, you know, not push, but like being seen a little bit more. Uh So can you make a TikTok like on the fly? Like, I'm not going to do this to you. But like, if we went in my backyard right now, I was like, all right, what are we going to do? Could you turn one in 10 minutes? Or do you really think about it in advance and plan it out? 
You can turn it. Yeah. Oh, look at her. She, I love your face right now. She, you literally <laughs> look like you were that girl. Like, oh yeah. Um, well, I feel it. like, like I, I watch enough oh, I content yes. and then I know my approach to it. I feel like, because I also feel like you go in your backyard, you see the same thing. I go in your backyard. I'm going to see a million different things that you haven't seen. I mean, like, all right, this is what we're going to do. This will be good. And like plan it out. So, but I just feel like to, you know, where you're like, I don't know, I'm intimidated. That's the whole, that's the worst part is it's like, don't overthink it. Okay. Go simple. Mm -hmm. And, and just like whatever you do, photos or whatever on Instagram, like just be that on TikTok. And then sometimes it's the simplest thing. There's accounts that I watch. There's this one woman, she lives in London and she does like, she's like a style girly and she's like, it's Monday let's get dressed. And she does the clap and it's Tuesday. Like every day, every day of the week, I'm there, I'm watching. What are we wearing today? And she does the jewelry. She does her makeup, her perfume. She layers it, puts the whole thing. Like it's the simplest video. I'm sure it takes her time because the cuts and all, you know, whatever, but it's, it's like, it's so simple that it works. Yes. And there's the consistent formula of posting that same yeah, whatever that People is, again exactly. and again and again, so you're recognizable. So it's the same format, yes. but it's every day. Her outfit is better than the next. Wow! Like, oh, do we know her name? Sammy Jeffcoat. What is it? Sammy Jeffcoat. Okay, we're gonna check her. She's cool. We're and gonna... she does her nail. Like it's the whole thing. So yeah. like I, but the thing with me, this is where I'm struggling. I think is I like a lot of different things. I like to call it well rounded. In I feel like in. The, in life, sometimes people want you to be one thing. Mm. And that's where I struggle. And I've had meetings with like different like production companies or this and that. And they're like, tell me about yourself. And I'll tell them like, I like this and that and this and that. And they're like, they don't know what to do with me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it for myself. And if anybody picks up on it and makes and thinks it's like, oh, wait, I, I get it. Then, then, Okay, that happens. But if not, I'm going to just do what I I like, what I like, what I relate to. And I think as long as it's real, people like Mm -hmm. feel that. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. but I'm still figuring it out. But I am talking in my videos now. So that's amazing. That's amazing. And and yeah, don't put me in a box. Like I know people, they do that in Hollywood. Sometimes they just want to make you that one note of a thing. And when you're not, we're all very complex. And yeah. But like who does one thing all day, every day? Nobody. I know, I know, I know. I I feel like I'm good at a lot of things. (laughs) Well, and here's the other thing. Your skin, hold on a minute. You are glowing. So before we let you go, I want you to give us a couple like beauty tips because your skin is beyond. You're so super healthy. You look like just full of energy and your skin looks great. And I know you work out. Are you still on the plant-based diet? I am. Except I've I have been having eggs. I just to make sure I get my enough protein. I have been having two boiled eggs every morning. So what's your approach to then food? Let's start there. Like what do you think? So about? I am I am like mostly plant based. Like if I'm out to dinner and there's a dessert, I'm gonna have it. Like I just am. If I had a choice between a plant based d- dessert and not, I would have the plant based. But you know, I just do the best I can. Like when I make my own choices, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to have. Like, it'll be that. I have been having more eggs lately because I was traveling a lot this summer. So I felt like I wasn't getting the protein. So when I got back, which has only been a couple weeks, I'm like, I got to get my protein. Like I have to get better. Does it make you feel better when you have more protein? I just like work out better. I, I yeah. lift heavy. Yeah. So I, I got to get through those workouts. So okay. you're like gym weights. Yeah. So I lift three days a week. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing boxing. I got a little, 
so is annoying. Is that why you have a little yeah, boo-boo? Yeah, I had like an like cortisone shot this morning. I just had inflammation in there. It was painful. So I should be back in business in a couple of days. But so I lift weights. I've been lifting weights since I'm 18. It's my favorite thing. It's the one thing I recommend to everybody. And then I do conditioning. So that keeps me my heart going and working hard and my lungs. Mm-hmm. And I am plant-based, but I drink a gallon of water a day. I feel like that's my big skincare routine is when I, that's the first thing I see when I'm not drinking the water, like here, everything gets like, mm. like SpongeBob when he's out of the water. Um, Do you add salt to your water? I don't. That's a big thing right now. Everyone says add salt to your water because a lot of the water is not. like lacking minerals. Yeah. I think the water that I have like a water thing. Mm. So I think it has minerals. Mm. Mm. I'll check on that. But mm. thanks for the tip. <laughs> that and, you know, I, I, my skincare routine is very simple. Like cleanse, moisturize. I'll do a mask. Oh, you know, it's something I do mm. that I feel like was a game changer. I've been doing a couple years is the, this is not an ad. What's it called? It's the Derma Flash. I got it on Amazon and every Sunday I do it. And it like takes off like the dead skin on your uh, face and like all the peach fuzz. So it leaves like the, my, we, I showed up to the airport, the girls and I were going to, and Mark, we're going to Japan. And so we get there at the airport and the girls were like, oh my God, your skin. Cause I, they had seen, I had done it the night before and they see me the next morning and I'm going on a flight. So I'm fully moisturized and no makeup. And they're like, Ooh, it's like dolphin skin. Like you can't even see your pores. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I guess that's called dermablading. If you but go it, to yes. a salon but or this, spa. Yes, exactly. But you Which can I'm buy- I'm never going to make that commitment right. to go and I don't want right. to spend the money. The thing was like $200, but yeah. saving. I do it every Sunday. And I feel like that was the way my makeup sits on my face yes. is better. Yes. And it just gives you like this smoothness and gets all the dead skin off. I love that. So that's like my big thing. And okay. Keep it simple. Don't think I'm weird, but your blush color. Now I need to I'm know. sweating. <laughs> so I feel like my glow. She's like, yeah, your studio is so no, hot. No, no, no. This sweater is hot. No, between the, I think I'm sweating, glowing and the my cheeks are flushed but oh this is patrick ta she's which one is it it's a new it's like a rich like rosy cream color. is it a cream blush it's both in oh, one that color okay look it up after i gotta I'm know gonna send it to you i gotta know yes. i gotta know well we are just so happy for you i i'm you. i'm really truly 100% enjoy just getting to know you because I've known, of course, your name and your family's name. And, but you are such a light of a person and a good mom. And just like, I, I, I feel like it was a real joy to spend time with you. Thank you. Honestly. Thank you so much. And I'm always looking for women my age to hang out with in LA. So. Girl, let's hang. I'm let's hang. Okay, I I'm, found, I f- I'm starting to find that. It's so funny. The more confident and like more of my voice that I give, the more women that I'm I'm having in my life now. And yes. it's so exciting. And we need each other. Yes. yes. We need each For other. Sure. And so, okay, maybe you can show me how to work my way around a, a gym with weights because I'm a hot yoga <gasps> girl. And I, I would <sighs> like, I know that I need to be lifting more. So maybe you can teach me. Get that muscle. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. All right. Anytime. Okay. Let's do it. All right, lots of love. You guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me on Cat Sadler Now. Don't forget to rate and review the show and make sure you're subscribed or following so you never miss an episode. It sure is a beautiful day. I'll see you next time.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.